We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I once ghosted therapist because we were Skyping and she had a Live Laugh Love poster above her bed. And I was like, yeah, I just don't think I can take your advice. That's so funny. I think um, my friend's therapist has a Live Laugh Love tattoo. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson, and, you know, long weekend ahead. What are we all doing? What are we doing? I'm going to Massachusetts. I'm going to go to the Cape to do heroin. Just kidding. I'm going to visit family, and I told my mom, I was like, I don't know if it's a good idea. My grandfather's old, and my dad said, well, it's a good thing you're not a hugger or a kisser or that friendly at all, so I think we'll be okay. So that was hurtful, but honestly true. Update on Scotty Bobby. That date was a fail and a half. I met him where he was because he told me he had a long day. And I've been told that on the first date, a guy should really put forth a lot of effort and accommodate you, which I usually agree with. But I'm like, I don't know what people are going through right now. Meet up with him. First thing he tells me is he doesn't think women are funny. After I told him, he didn't have to say the rude thing he was going to say. Because he was like, I'm going to say something that might come across as rude. I was like, how about you just don't say it? I talk about this with Dana a little bit, so I don't want to get too repetitive. He also told me I shouldn't talk about herpes in my act because it was disgusting. Keep in mind, he has herpes. Keep in mind, he was wearing white jeans. I'm like, I'm not going to take comedy advice for someone who just told me they don't watch comedy. Also, what tastemaker wears white jeans and a gold chain? I get it. You're from Long Island. You went to Indiana University. He also owned a hedge fund, so he says, but then he talked about his roommate. I'm like, well, clearly your money management's not that great if you're living with a roommate. And I'm not trying to be judgmental. I have a fucking roommate, but this guy was an asshole, and he was telling me how much money he made. 
No, he, he didn't say, give me a number. He wasn't like, I'm making this much money. He's like, you know, now I'm making a lot of money. It's like, all right, you're going to say that and then switch the convo to and my roommate, which I don't care if you have a roommate. I don't care how much money you make. But if you're going to sit there and tell me what I should and shouldn't do with my career, fuck you, dude. Like, there better be awards on your bookshelf in an apartment that you own alone. So Scotty Bobby is officially out. That's the last time I go out with the Scott. You know, I was weary. I was like, I don't know if I really want to go out with the Scott. But uh, I think, if anything, he proved my point. Scots are terrible. Sorry if you're a, if there's a Scott out there listening, DM me. And maybe, you know, maybe you can redeem yourself. But, uh, yeah, I've made up my mind about Scots, and it's not good. It's not a good sitch. I sound so congested throughout this whole podcast. But that's only because I'm fully congested. I uh, got swimmer's ear when I was in L.A., so I don't really know what's happening, but uh, I can't really hear that well, and I need to go get my ears irrigated, which is, I never even heard of this. They just literally just, like, suck out all the shit from your ear. I've had my asshole irrigated, but I haven't had my ears irrigated. I don't, I don't really want to go to a doctor's office right now, especially if I'm going to see family, so I'm going to get that when I come back, so hopefully I don't sound like fucking Eeyore for the rest of my life. I'm very excited for my guest today comedian Dana Donnelly we have met via Twitter via Instagram and I didn't really know a lot about her we had we had chatted a couple times she's so funny she's doing so well and she's just such a sweet person and I'm I'm really excited that I got to talk with her so uh let's fucking get into it dog thank you for having me what's up I'm nothing I'm in San Diego at uh like one of my mom's houses but it's like empty so we're like camping in it how many houses does your mom have (laughs) this is her only other house (laughs) um but like uh she rents she rents it out she's an evil landlord oh okay and then (laughs) why are you (laughs) wait but why are you there because we're in between tenants and so it's vacant and she just thought it would be like fun to come visit because I like lived here for a couple years when I was a kid we are sleeping on like prison cots that's kind of fun though yeah it has a charm are you with your mom and your sister I'm with my mom, my sister, my boyfriend, and then my mom's new boyfriend. How do you like your mom's new boyfriend? I mean, I don't know him that well. I mean, it's like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, um, you know, it's uncomfortable, but that's not his fault. It, you know? it kind of is though, isn't it? Shouldn't he be like less awkward? Um, I don't think he's being awkward. It's like, I think he's doing his best given like how like I'm acting, but it's like, I don't know how to act different. How are you acting? <laughs> <laughs> are you like hitting on him to fuck yeah, with yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I'm just like weird around new people. I'm just like shy. No, I'm the same way. I'm very awkward. Yeah, so I can like come across as I think um, more malicious than I intended to. I feel like I get that a lot too, where it's like people are like, "Oh, I thought you hated me," and I'm like, "No, I just like get nervous." Yeah, I'm but like yeah, really reserved. Yeah, you're very intimidating because this is the first time we've ever talked, and I was like, "I, I gotta like be- I know you." I was like, "Is that true?" Because I was like, "I literally feel like I know you because I've just like seen so many videos of you that I'm like, oh, I I know you." I feel the same way about you. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, originally, on like, you're hot and you're very funny, so I, like, didn't want to like you because you're young, too. And then Jitty was like, no, Dana. I, mean, I was just like, this girl, Dana, she's just, like, blowing up on Twitter. She's like, oh, she's the best. She's so nice. And I was like, God, that's annoying to hear, too, that you're, like, cool. But no, it's great because you, you seem very intimidating, but you're very nice. Thank you. You also seem really intimidating. Ooh. But I'm like, if you weren't friends with Jenny, I would think you were mean, I think. You would think I was mean? Yeah, because I know Jenny, I'm like, Jenny wouldn't be friends with someone who was, like, mean. And so I'm like, oh, she must be nice. But I think, like, if I didn't know you were friends with Jenny, I would be like, oh, yeah, like, you seem, 
Like you also have like a very um like kind of scary energy. <laughs> that's, that's so funny because that's how I felt about you. I was like, God damn it. Of course Jenny's like the middleman, but she is so sweet that you're like she's not gonna be friends with me. I'm like, you're not gonna be friends with someone mean, you're like the nicest person. But it's like so funny to think that. Yeah, that's why I think it's funny with girls online in general. Like, I was looking at Olivia Kuplo. What's how do you say her last name? She's like a model. I don't even know what she does. But I was spending so much time on her, like just looking Dude, at her body. I've been getting like so randomly jealous of like random people who have like no overlap to my own life. I've just like been on TikTok and I'm just like been like so obsessed with like these random teenagers. I'm the same way. And I like can't stop. And it's like getting so bad because I'm like, who needs me if this person exists? Like that's how I feel all the time now. No, that's how I feel too, especially on TikTok because I don't really like do TikTok. And I'm like, why would I even start now? These right, girls exactly. are like, this 16 year old has like a hot body and she's like funny, kind of. Yeah, that's, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> or like, they like oh, dance no, in front no. of a funny tweet that's not theirs. They're so good at it. When did you move to LA to do stand-up? Uh, I didn't move to LA to do stand-up. I moved to LA um, right after I graduated college because my former writing partner and I got this HBO, like, diversity fellowship. And That's so cool. We moved down. Yeah, so we moved down to do that, and we, like, spent a year developing a pilot with an HBO exec, and then, like, they made some of the projects as part of the program, but they didn't make ours, so it was, like, really useless. Um, and then we like got rep from that but like our rep was kind of shitty like she just didn't really get us because she mostly works with stand-ups actually and then we like nothing was happening we like weren't getting jobs it was like very very shitty and so we ended up breaking up as writing partners firing that manager and then I started stand-up and And so I started stand-up in like 2019 oh shit you just started yeah yeah your trajectory is just like and then I watched your stand-up and I was like it's great I can't believe you've only been doing it for a year Thank you. I mean, like, I think I've been writing for so long that it's, like, I had jokes and stuff, and then I also have a friend who does stand-up, and she, like, wrote a lot of my first three minutes so that I, like, would feel confident. <laughs> yeah. So, like, my friend, my friend Andrea Moore wrote, like, my first three minutes, basically. Yeah, I did a class with the Pretty Funny Women because I needed help. It's like I would go to open mics by myself and I would be laughed at, but not at my jokes. Just like comics were laughing at me. Like, why the fuck is this yeah. here? I was like, I need to take a class or something where I don't feel like everybody hates me. And then you meet yeah, all the totally. stand-ups no, and you're I- like, oh, wait, you guys are all losers. Yeah, it's really, really, really weird to realize. Also, I'm just like literally thinking about like how cool I thought people were like my first couple months of like doing mics and stuff. And like now how I'm like, oh, you're not cool. Like, yeah. people I was intimidated by or, like, just, you know, fixtures on, like, the open mic scene that are, like, intimidating. Yeah, they're, like, oh, they're really big in this scene. And you're, like, okay, that's, like, being in the biggest shit in the pile. No, <laughs> right. it's fine. Who cares? On hindsight, I'm, like, oh, it's funny. It's also really funny to realize, like, how comedians can only be so famous. Like, even the most famous comedians aren't, like, as famous as Charlie D'Amelio or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I went on, like, the worst day of my life this week. And, oh, my God. Uh, this is horrible. I'm, like, never Wait, where, where are you right now? I'm in New York. Oh back in New York. And uh, the, this guy was like, we were talking about what we did. And I was like, oh, I do comedy. And he was like, I'm going to say something that's rude. And I was like, how about you just don't say it? You know, it's like our first date. Like, you don't have to say it. And he was like, I don't think women are funny. And I was like, okay, name five female comedians. And he's like, I can name five comedians. 
And I was like, so then how are you saying women aren't funny? He's like, because Amy Schumer's not funny. And then I was like, maybe you just don't relate to her material. Like, I don't really relate to Bill Burr, but I can respect his comedy. And he was like, who's Bill Burr? So like, to your point, it's like, yeah, no matter how big a comedian is, they can, it's not like a spread. Unless you're also in comedy, no one gives a shit about comedians. Like, it's so interesting to realize because it's also like, okay, like I've been, before I did stand up, I was like comedy adjacent. And so like, I already knew who like everyone was kind of. And so I thought it was like really cool, but like then actually like becoming a part of the community and then realizing like no one is anyone to anyone who's not like a comedian or comedy adjacent. This is no real world impact. I feel like every community is like that. Like when I meet musicians, they're like, oh, this musician, blah, blah, blah. A year and a half ago at work, these people who were, they were with BET, but they were talking about Meg the Stallion. Megan Stallion. Meg the Stallion. Wow. Meg the Stallion. I sound yeah. so white. Hot Girl Meg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, and they, this is before Hot Girl Summer came out. And they were like, she's going to be the biggest female rapper. And I was like, who? But you can see when people are going to rise. So that's like comedy too. When someone like does get big or like cross into movies, you're like, oh, they've been doing stand up for so long, but no one gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. No one cares about the come up. They just want you. Yeah, like... they, they only care about like the end result. I feel like so many like networks and stuff are so reluctant to give you specials until it's like you've already come up so far that like someone is going to give you a special. Do you know what I mean? Like, but they like then want to be like they discovered you, but you've already like been doing it for years and years and years and like have done. All oh things. yeah, but it's also like I guess that's every business. It's shit until it's not. But you, did you talk about your boyfriend? I don't know, because you talk about your oh, boyfriend yeah, yeah. I on Twitter. About my boyfriend. I don't know. I wasn't sure if you, if you tweet about being single, but I know this, you've been tweeting about your boyfriend, so I never know what people. Yes. Yeah, well, a lot of times it's like, a, it's whatever works for whatever I want to tweet. Like, of it's, not, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, I know, but people, and that's what people say. They're like, Hannah, the reason why guys don't want to go out with you is because you Google you and your Twitter comes up and it's like, I just ate my own pussy tonight. And I'm like, yeah, well, it's a joke. That's a good joke. And then, they don't like it. Sorry. But you're dating a comedian, so I feel like it's easier, right? It's easier. It's really good. I really like it. I mean, he's like very, very nice, especially like for a comedian. And he's hot. Yeah, he's adorable. I love him. And you're living together. Yes. With your sister too, right? Yeah. And it's like really, really fun. And your sister sure. dropped out of high school to do comedy? No, 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 no. She dropped out of high school because she um, got really famous on Instagram for ASMR. That's hot. Do you, do you know what ASMR? You know what ASMR is. But she, like, was, she got really famous because she started eating like toxic substances. So she like <laughs> ate deodorant. She like went really, really, really viral for eating deodorant and then for eating makeup. Okay. And then how is her health? Um, she's, <laughs> people always ask that. But that's, I, I don't understand that. What do you, that's, you say well, that so it's like, casually. It's like, fake. it's like fake. So she, like for her deodorant video, two of the sticks that she chewed were real, but then the one she swallowed was cream cheese. But because you already saw the two like sticks that are real, you're not like looking for it to be fake. Oh. And then she just like cuts like a YouTuber? Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. So what'd she use for makeup instead of actually eating the makeup? She used, I think like, um, she just tinted um, Greek yogurt for foundation. And then I don't know what she did for the mascara. I don't remember. That's so... Oh, it was just mascara. She just she just shouted upstairs. She said it was just mascara. <laughs> does she want to come on? <laughs> what is she, like, um, does she want to be an actress? I think she wants to be an actress. Yeah, I think she wants to, like, do music stuff, too. She, like, writes songs. And do you guys get competitive or no? No. She's too much, too much, too much younger than me and too different, I think. Because like, you're 25. She's, yeah, and she's 18. So it's kind of like... Oh. 
yeah it's like there's not really a, a way to be competitive with someone who's like so not doing what you're doing or like in your realm like she also she doesn't like want to do stand-up comedy i don't think right eve do you want to do stand-up comedy see no she doesn't she doesn't want to do stand-up like she doesn't care about being famous at all like she doesn't doesn't care about anything uh that's the way to be that's, i know no she's like super care. chill she's like she's achieved a zen that i can never process but you seem pretty chill too. Um, I've definitely chilled out a lot, like in the past year or so, probably. Um, but I'm definitely like really anxious and like high strung generally. I am as well. Yeah. Have you always been that way, or has it gotten worse since you started? Yeah. It's gotten so much better in recent years. It used to be like really, really bad. Like I feel like I was like so deeply high strung and like really irritable. Like I think I used to always be like angry. Everything would annoy me and like make me want to like kill someone. Yeah, same. <laughs> but are you are you on medication? <laughs> yes, you... I am. I'm on I'm, I'm on Wellbutrin. Okay. I was thinking about switching to Wellbutrin, but I what like, do you I'm now? on Zoloft. Got it. I was on Zoloft like most of high school, but I feel like Wellbutrin I mean Wellbutrin is like a weird one because it's like not an SSRI. So it like makes you have like more energy and it like works differently. I know, that's why I want it, because my mom's friend got on Wellbutrin, and she lost 15 pounds, and so yeah, I was like, I so think I, I need to make that switch. I literally, I've been solidly, like, 10 pounds less with, like, no changes that I can tell since I started Wellbutrin. I started Wellbutrin right after my dad died, and, like, literally, within a couple of months, I just, like, lost 10 pounds, and then I just, like, have stayed at this weight since. Yeah, I'm gonna call my psychiatrist, like, after this. <laughs> this that's how I feel I'm like because she's always like whenever I get more anxious she's like should you go up a dose and I'm like or am I just anxious during this time like I don't want to keep going up you know what well, I it's mean also like this. it's like yeah how much medication do you need during a pandemic like why like why <laughs> that's what I said she's like do you think you need to go up during this pandemic and I'm like no because everyone is feeling this and no one's feeling great so why would I I don't want to like this pandemic to end and I'm on like 200 million you know what I mean I don't want to like right. Yeah. You're like zonked out. I know oh, no. so many people who probably have gone on antidepressants just because of the pandemic. Yeah. And it's like so interesting because it's like, what if you already were on antidepressants and like, do you need to achieve a new baseline? But like, no, like you just have to accept that circumstances are bad. I've been working with the therapist since I got in a pandemic. She wants me to go to trauma camp, but uh, I don't know. What's remember. trauma camp? <laughs> you like go and work out your trauma. You like Where go. Where do you go? I, they have them all over the world. I was like, oh, like ayahuasca? She's like, why do you always jump to drugs? Like, stop, like, just assuming that you're going to do drugs. I literally think that psychedelic drugs and stuff like that are, like, so much more helpful than so many other things. Yeah. In 10th grade, I was on, like, so many fucking, like, weird medications for my psychiatrist. Like, they were, like, really, like, not doing a good job with me. Um, And then, like, one day, I, like, just did shrooms with my friends, and I just, like, decided to take myself off all my medication, and that, like, was the best thing I ever did. What kind of medication were you on? So I was on this medication called Abilify, um, which is like only for, it's like technically a mood stabilizer, so like for bipolar disorder, but I didn't have bipolar disorder. It was just like a trendy drug and I didn't realize, but I think my psychiatrist was being paid to like prescribe people Abilify because it was like a very yes. like trendy, trendy medication at the time. And so she would just like give people like three milligrams when like a therapeutic dose is like 40 milligrams, right? But she would just like tack on three milligrams to people's prescriptions because I think she was getting paid to do that. And it made me gain 35 pounds. What? And it just like, it also just made me like a zombie. Like it just like, it like zonked me out. I was on a lot of Zoloft. I was on, and then I was on Abilify and then I was on like a bunch of Benzoate. Like I was taking Clonopin like all the time. So like I had no memory of anything ever. Like I like drugged myself with like all of 10th grade. 
but then like I just like took myself with all my medications and like my life just like immediately like started improving. I hooked up with a guy who was on Clonopin and then he like choked me and threatened to murder me and I was like what the fuck did you just say and he was like oh sorry I don't know what did I just say. He like blacked out from all the clonopin he was on, and I was like, "Dude, you gotta get out of my apartment." Clonopin's <laughs> so scary. Yeah, it's like really, really fucking weird. <laughs> it, what does it make you do? I've never been on. I'm scared of taking those because I know I would. I just have an addiction. Be addicted to them. Yeah. Um. I mean, have you taken Xanax before? Yeah. So clonopin's like Xanax with a longer half life, so it like stays in your system a lot longer, and it just like kind of makes you like groggier. I guess would be the best way to describe it. But it's like if you take too much clonopin, you can be high for like four days. That's insane. It's really scary. Like, it's, like, it's horrible. And, like, it totally, like, wipes your memory. Like, I literally don't remember most of 10th grade. Like, I always tell people this, but my friends convinced me that I took my shirt off in Spanish. And I, like, later learned that I didn't. But they, like, I had no memories. Like, for all I knew, I did take off my shirt in Spanish. So you just literally, like, blacked out for a year from all this. Yeah. Like, I just have, like, basically no recollection of 10th grade. Were your parents, like, are you all right? I guess you just don't know what's going on with a teenager's head. I think also it's, like, part of the reason I was, like, doing so badly is because things were really bad at home, like, with my parents, like, they were having their own problems, and so I think that, like, there was a lot of transference of, like, I was having problems with them, they were having problems with each other, like, it was just, like, a whole thing. I mean, yeah, that's insane. And that's interesting, though, that you took mushrooms, and then you were, like, oh, my life. Yeah, well, I was just, like, oh, I just need to take myself off my medication, it's making me feel like shit. I didn't start, I didn't take mushrooms until quarantine, and I've been taking them, like, kind of a lot, but. Are you microdosed? Yeah, because it, it does make, it does bring up my mood, and it gives me energy, but I'm like, am I poisoning my body? I don't, I don't know. so. I doubt it. I don't know. Do you smoke weed? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I've been smoking a lot, but I just, that makes me groggy the next morning. Interesting. I think I can if I, like, smoke too much, or if I do, like, edibles. I've been taking a lot of yeah. edibles. Yeah, like, that can, that can really make you groggy, but I'm like, I need it. Yeah, right? Are you, like, a smoker or a drinker? I'm a smoker. I don't remember the last time I had alcohol. Really? Yeah. I wish I was like that. I'm an alcoholic, so. <laughs> what do you drink? Uh, a tequila, mostly, but I've been, I, like, quit drinking for a while, and then, like, I went to Miami, so things got wild. I'm, Wait, like, when did trying you to Miami? stay off alcohol. The beginning of quarantine. <laughs> oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I love fun. Miami. It's my favorite city. It's my favorite city, too. It's, like, my one of my favorite places to go. I fucking love it. Have you been to the Broken Shaker? No. What's that? It's, it's just, like, this dumb bar that's very fun, and I feel like I there are so many hot guys there. Oh, my God. Well, next time. Where do you go when you're there? I usually, okay, so the first time I went to Miami was because I went to college in Washington State, and it was, like, really rainy, and, like, I was just getting, like, so depressed because of, like, seasonal things and like me and my roommate just decided to like get tickets to Miami and like go and we stayed at this really shitty hotel on like the South Beach pier strip and it was like some I can't remember what it was called we stayed at some shitty hotel and we had a really fucking good time yeah my friend and I we ended up staying with her uncle because we did the same thing we were like in New York in we booked it in the beginning of February yeah this was we really like so when I did it yeah. Yeah. It's like so, and you're like, where do you go? And you're like, Miami. Well, the only place that's like warm that season is Miami. That's the place. And you get there and you're like, this is Florida, but it's also not Florida. And it doesn't also feel like you're in the United States. It has its way. own thing completely. It feels so foreign. It's like Vegas on the beach. It's fun. Yes. It's like, one of your have you been to Vegas? Yes, but not as an adult. So I don't think that counts. Uh, like, I've I never gambled. In your life? Mm-mm. 
you don't want I'm to. Like, well, it's not that I'm, I don't want to. I, I feel like I just don't have an active interest in it. Yeah. Do you gamble? I, no, I like, I go to Vegas and I will. Yeah. But again, it's more like the rush. But I hate losing more than I like winning. Like, I hate yeah. losing so much that after I lose like $250, I'm like pissed. I would rather just like go shopping. Like, yeah, me too. I don't know. I'm like, it's just not do it for me. I hate the smell of cigarettes. So like Vegas is its own kind of like personal hell for me because it's like everything smells except like at the nicer at the newer hotels. That's true. Vegas is kind of like a Disney World for like adults with addiction issues. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yeah. Are you wait? Are you a Disney person? I'm not like a Disney person, but like I enjoy going to Disneyland. You do. Yeah, I'm not like a Disney. You head, are though. a Disney person. I mean, like <laughs> you either like it or you don't. I like going to Disneyland. I like California Adventure. I don't know. Have you, do you go? The last time I went was my was with my sorority in college, and I got so fucked up because I was like, I hate this. Like the lines are long. I feel like I don't know it that well. Like people who love Disney, they like know it, and I'm like, I don't know yeah. where the fuck I'm going. I don't care. I don't want to bu- spend like forty five dollars on ears, and I also don't Disney Plus. I don't have like I mean, a passion. Want to launch. <laughs> oh, I don't have like a passion for Disney. I think it's like I enjoy any amusement park. Like I like roller coasters. I like funnel cake. Hmm. You like the rush. Yeah, I like the sugar. Do you have like a weird hobby? I'm thinking, do you have an example? Like, do you have one? I have like a, a weird thing for Sex in the City. I love Sex in the City. At the beginning of quarantine, that was all I was watching. Yeah, but I watched your clip with your sister, which was funny, when you were like, no one's that horny as Samantha. And I watched that and I was like, I mean, uh, I kind of can be, but <laughs> I don't fuck like Samantha, but like, I respect her hustle. I also don't believe that person exists. Well, I agree. I don't with believe you. it exists either because I think it's like it just seems so tiring. When people have like a lot of sex with a lot of different people, I kind of run into like I'm like, how do you do that like logistically? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, do you have to keep a Google calendar? Or, like, it's never made sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like a, I went to a comedian's house the other day, and he was like, he just got this new housing lottery, so he has this really nice apartment. I was like, you should not tell girls this is a housing lottery. You should just, like, sell yourself. And he was like, uh, nah. I mean, I've only had, like, three girls over since I moved in. And I was like, when would you move in? He was like, last week. Only three girls? I mean, this guy's really hot. But I was like, that's insane that you yeah. would say only three girls. Wait, who is it? Zach McGovern. Oh, I don't know. Huh. Yeah. And I'm like, I think only guys can three. do that. Because that's, like, their hobby is fucking. Yeah, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, you should have other hobbies. I agree, but I don't know if I have any. I'm trying to, like, get into hobbies, but, like, puzzles, no. Absolutely. No, puzzles, definitely not it. I've been off, I was off Twitter for, like, a day, and then I realized we were DMing, and so I re-downloaded it. This was yesterday. Oh, wow, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. But I bought two books, and I've been reading them, but this is a as-of-yesterday kind of thing, so I don't want to be like, I'm reading, you know? Good for you. What books? I got Vanishing Half, like the novel that everyone is reading. That's like the only, I don't know. Everyone's reading it? All right, I'll write that one down. (laughs) Everyone who kind of reads, I think, is reading it. Okay, well, I'll uh, spark note it later. (laughs) So I can, like, be in conversation. I'll 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 give you a plot synopsis. And then uh, I'm reading this memoir called um, Being Lolita, which is about a girl who had an affair with a teacher. And it's her, like, memoir and her, like, reckoning. I would love that one. I love it. It's good. It's really good. You'll you'll really like it. My friends and I at the beginning of quarantine were like, we're going to start a book club. So we got Michelle Obama's book. And then like, I'll text them every few weeks. I'm like, how are we doing on the book, ladies? My friend got 10 pages in and was like, I can't do this. So she downloaded the audio book. And she's like, oh, Michelle Obama read it? Yeah. Oh, damn. 
Yeah, but she also couldn't listen to it. And it's it's nothing to do with Michelle Obama. Like, no, she's great. I love Michelle Obama. That's why we picked it. But we're just so fucking lazy and, like, not great at reading or even listening to books. My friend spent $43 to not read or listen to Michelle that's Obama's so book. Funny. I'm, I'm like, just, at least we're supporting her. <laughs> that's true. Exactly. That's what really counts. I mean, she doesn't need it. She definitely is loaded forever. But why not? Yeah, I, um, wait. Sorry, what? No, no, go ahead. Oh, why? I was gonna ask why you got off Twitter. Oh, I've just been feeling so sad, and there's only, it's, like, one joke, and then, like, above it and below it are, like, the most sad things you've ever read, and it's maybe, like, the way that I've made my feed by the people I followed, I don't know, but, like, truly, like, every time I log on, there's just, like, so much bad, it's, like, all bad news, and, like, new bad news, and I'm, like, I can't keep hearing something bad, I guess, like, doom scrolling is what I've heard of and called, but, like, it's, like, literally, like, just, like, making yourself upset by, like, ingesting every piece of, like, tragic news possible. No, I agree with that. I, and I can't really escape it. Like, it's, like, I, I couldn't really, I don't know how I would even, at this point, make my feed, like, a more positive place. Yeah, I'm like, who could you follow on Twitter that would be positive? Uh, Everyone's just, like, really negative, and then people who aren't, like, negative and then making jokes are just, like, tweeting bad news. No, I agree with that. I get so depressed and I'm like, why? And then I'm like, oh, I've been on Twitter for two hours just scrolling. It's like such an easy way to also like make yourself genuinely believe that like the world's gonna end like tonight. I was like, this is too much me. I need to get other like people on my People feed. in here? Yeah. Yeah. But then I'll like go like through that. Twitter and I felt that way. I was like, well, I don't want to retweet like these like really sad things. And I'm like, like people- so tragic. Yeah, just, I don't know. I felt bad for Jenna Friedman, too, when she got... Yeah, people were so mean. I mean, people are looking to be mad. It really is upsetting, because it also, um, it kind of, like, bleeds the cancel culture with, like, actual people doing sex crimes and, like, people tweeting a joke that people don't like. I agree. Jenna Friedman, I'm like, okay, the fact that people thought this was real, that's the issue. Like, right, you guys are that's fucking not, idiots. Right, she's not doing, like, bad satire because, like, everything is really bad. And also, when I first read it, I was like, Really? <laughs> like I honestly no, was, I and I was I'm like, like, they would, they would. Also, because like the theme of their um event was cancel culture. Yeah, and that's that's crazy that that's like in a in a yeah, like that's culture. a tenant of their platform is being anti cancel culture. I feel like I'm not in a position to get canceled. Like sometimes I'll text you, I'll be like, is this a too bad of a tweet? She was like, people might come after you. And then I was like, actually, I think I don't have enough followers for people to come after me. Like, I feel like they go after, like, people like Ginny or, like, I'm sure they come after you sometimes because you have so many followers. Yeah. Like, do you ever tweet something and you're like, fuck? I'm trying to think. I think I'm so terrible about it because I'm so worried about it because I know how people are. I feel like I've never even been, yeah, tempted because I'm, I'm so afraid of people being mad. I also realize, like, I can't um, read replies anymore either because, like, they're all just, like, people who don't get jokes. I love when guys, like, correct the joke or, like, try to make it better, and you're like, why are you here? This like, is they always, like, miss the point. But, like, I feel like you do have enough followers where I'm sure people would get mad. On Instagram, I, <laughs> I did it for, like, five minutes, and then my friend who I was with was like, I don't know if I'd put that on your feed. I had a shirt that Wait, said- what was I, have a, I have a shirt that says Ted Bundy was a one-night stand. <laughs> and my friend, I put it up, and my friend was like, Hannah, I don't think so. And I was like, oh, you think it's too soon? And she was like, would you have a shirt that says- Harvey Weinstein was the one I said. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't know. I didn't know you guys were back. What are you doing in here? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. <sighs> Wait, what just happened? 
Um, I, I thought that they were going to be out all day, so I was in, I was upstairs where my mom and her boyfriend are staying. I'm going downstairs now. And then I was sitting in the closet, and then her boyfriend walked in. I thought something was happening that was inappropriate. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing, nothing inappropriate. Sorry. Nothing salacious. The look on your face was like, something wild happened. <laughs> These are the prison pods that we're staying on. Oh, wow. You're not kidding. You're really full sleeping bags. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, like, camping. Okay, I'm going yeah. out of the basement. <laughs> Is that Robert sitting on the stairs? It was, yeah. It was Robert sitting on the stairs. I was just checking. That's funny. I feel like I know Robert, too, like, through you. And I don't even know yeah. you. I mean, I literally feel like it's just, like, if you've seen enough videos of people, like, talking and stuff like that, it feels like you know them. That's the weirdest part of social media too, especially with dating like online. You're like, oh, I've already Googled you. Like the date I went on, the horrible date I went on. Like, How'd you I know? Just, How did... Well, no, I just knew the name of his parents because I did so much research. I knew his address. Because like I so thought he... Yeah, and I thought was maybe he could be the one, you know? Wait, what was his deal? He was just a piece of shit. <laughs> How'd you meet I, him? I, uh, I met him like okay, so this is like weird, but I have uh, I have herpes, <laughs> so okay. uh, yeah, it's new. It's been very, it's been a part of my journey. It's been very. Rough. I mean, don't like one in five people have it or something. One in three. So oh, so like everyone has it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I tell myself. So <laughs> I got set up like through a friend, and she like used to work with someone, and she's like, I don't know if he's cool, but I know he has it. They like have mutual friends, and she's like, you should go out with this guy, like. <laughs> because he, he has herpes. herpes yeah so but he was just like he was asking if I talked about herpes in my stand-up and I was like yeah I do because I just filmed something and I talked about it yeah and he was like you shouldn't that's gross and I was like you just said you don't even know comedy like why are you telling me what I should talk about he sounds so bad like so oh, bad I called a lift while we were sitting at the table and I left that's insane yeah, I straight up have never been more disrespected, and I was just like, dude, you're wearing white jeans. Like, how are you going to tell so me? Great. I don't, yeah, like anything. Yeah, I've never left mid-date, but that was, I think that's more confidence from my therapist of, like, if you're not comfortable, just leave. Like, I, I'm trying to think of, like, um, when I was still dating, it's like, I would just, like, let people be so rude, and now I'm like, oh, I don't think I would ever let anyone, like, talk to me like that anymore. Yeah, what was the worst date you've been on? Oh, I went on a date with this guy, like, maybe, like, last March or April, and he was just, like, so annoying and obnoxious, and, like, was, also said things about, like, comedy that were, like, kind of like that, like, like, when he was, like, oh, you do stand-up, and I was, like, yeah, he's, like, I, I'm gonna do stand-up one day, like, da da like, just was, like, really weird, you know what I mean, and I was, I was, like, oh, what would you talk about, and he was, like, I don't know, I just, like, doing it, and he was just, like, so obnoxious and annoying, and I, like, just, like, didn't know how to leave, and so, like, I ended up, like, going back to his house, it was just, like, weird, and I just, like, hated it, and I just, like, wanted to go home, but, like, I didn't know how to, like, I, I don't, I feel like I used to be really bad at, like, leaving. Same. And I would, like, a lot of times just, like, have sex because then I can for sure leave. I said that, too. I used to be like that. I'd be like, I guess I have to have sex with this guy if I never yeah. want to talk to him again. Thinking back, I'm like, Jesus Christ. So sad. And it's, like, really funny, too, because it's, like, I, I can, like, so tell the difference in, like, being, like, 21 and dating and, like, being, like, 24 and dating. Because I'm, like, 
oh, I like finally realized at 24 who was so shitty to me when I was 22 that I didn't even like realize was being shitty to me. Actually, Ginny, when I was talking to her about dating, she made a really good point. She was like, well, I don't drink. So if they suggest we still go to a bar or if they don't suggest my neighborhood, I won't go out with them because clearly they're not willing to accommodate me and a guy should be willing to like make an effort to be around you. Especially early on. I don't want to go out with a guy who, like, doesn't try really hard, like, at least the first, like, five times we hang out. It's like, it only goes downhill from there. And I'm like, if by the third day you're already kind of being shitty, it's like, how much could you possibly like me? Or, like, even if you do like me, is that enough? Like, am I going to feel good? Exactly. I mean, guys can be so dumb, too. Like, my friend was dating, is dating this guy. And he, like, asked her to make the reservation after he, like, kind of canceled. And she was like, Actually, I do not want to go out with you anymore if you're going to ask me to make the reservation. Like, this is our third date. Like, put a little effort in. And then he was like, I'm so sorry. My phone broke. I'm texting you off an iPad. And he was just so dumb that he didn't realize. Yeah. Once she was like, you're being an asshole. He's like, you're right. I am. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And that totally, like, does happen. But I think, like, I don't know. So my, like, last serious boyfriend, we had this, like, the reason he became my boyfriend was because, like, maybe the fifth time we went out, he had already, he had always been kind of shitty to me because I just, like, don't think he, like, really wanted to, like, actually date me. And then the fifth time we hung out, I, I had already, like, spent the night at this house, like, three times before this, but um, the fifth time we hung out, it was, like, 3 a.m., and we had just had sex, and he was, like, okay, well, I have to go to bed now, and I was, like, oh, okay, do you want me to leave, and he was, like, I mean, like, yeah, and I was, like, okay, and so, like, we were, like, sitting, and I'm, like, okay, I'm just gonna go wait downstairs for my Uber, and he was, like, wait, am I, like, being a dick, and I was, like, yeah, I was, like, okay, well, <laughs> see you later, but probably not, and then he just started crying, like, he just, like, burst into tears, and he was, like, please don't go, I take it back, I take it back, please don't go, like, just, like, had, like, a total meltdown and then like I like left so I was like no I'm like leaving and I went home and then I got home to this like really long like essay length text message that's like I'm so sorry like whatever blah 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 and then I like started dating him I dated him for a year and it just like it was always like kind of like that does that make sense so it's like yeah. even though it was because he was stupid and he did apologize it was like there was still a part of him that like was never really gonna like fully like accommodate me or like actually like make like that much of an effort that's so true like, guys wish. are pretty transparent early on I, like, really wish that I had kind of, like, seen through the apology for what it was, so I didn't, like, waste so much time. Was he really hot? Like, what was his yeah, deal? Yeah, he was really hot. Were... He was really hot. And he was, like, the first guy I had dated who, like, I, like, thought was really hot at the time. And so I think I was just kind of, like, enamored. Also because he, like, dressed really cool, and he, like, had nice things, and he was, like, five years older than me, and, like, I just, like, thought he was cool. Ew. Yeah. What did he do? He was a writer's assistant, like an eternal writer's assistant. You know what? Whenever I go out with a writer who's a guy who's not yeah. like killing it, they are the most insecure people. He was so insecure. He was so jealous of me. Like he was so fucking jealous of me. And it like, I didn't even have anything to be jealous of. He probably and was jealous that you were younger. Did you have the HBO thing? Yeah. It's like you have a kernel of success and he's like, fuck, she's younger than me. She's going to make it before me. It's like guys could not handle that. He was so deeply, deeply insecure. And he was also, like, insecure about, like, all of his friends who were getting things. He was just, like, so bad. Like, I wish I had known it, seen it earlier. And then, like, we were friends for a while after we broke up. And then, like, a month into quarantine, he just, like, blocked me. I think he just I've got been... too jealous. Yeah, definitely. Because why else would you... I don't block someone unless they're, like, affecting me emotionally. Like, if I block you, you're an emotional terrorist. <laughs> yeah, you did something, like, really wrong to me. For me, I'm like, if I block someone, it's like, I mean it. 
yeah he just like blocked me and didn't say anything and we like again like had been friends like we had hung out we had like texted I thought things were fine and then like one day out of the blue he just blocked me did he know you have a new boyfriend yeah and he had a new girlfriend and I like knew his girlfriend his girlfriend like follows me on everything she didn't block me or unfollow me so it's clearly like his own problem yeah that's so fucking weird was he your first boyfriend no he was my first boyfriend out of college though so I had like my college boyfriend that I dated for like four and a half years I like met him freshman year and we just like were together all of college basically and then we ended up breaking up because he didn't want to live in LA and because he like had a mental breakdown the summer after graduation where I had been like Ethan if you don't want to like live in LA that's fine whatever but we should break up when we graduate so that it's not like a drawn out thing blah 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 and he was like no 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 like I don't want to move to LA right after graduation but I will I will move to LA I will move to LA like within the next year or so and I was like okay like if you promise that you are serious about this fine we can stay together so we stayed together that summer I go and visit him a bunch he was like working on his uncle's farm in like Rochester New York so I fucking spent like a month in like Rochester New York with him (laughs) yeah and it was fine he's like a really nice guy I really do like him we're still friends and then he visited me in LA and we watched the Americans. He was just like staying with me for like three weeks and we watched the Americans. And then one night he just had a mental breakdown where he was like, I can't move to LA. I think I need to join the CIA. Like so serious, <laughs> like so serious. I was like, Ethan, you can't just like join the CIA. I was like, that's not how it works. I'm like, the CIA is like so much harder to like get into than like Harvard. I'm like, you can't just decide to join the CIA. And he was like, wow, like you don't believe in me. And I was like, I'm like, I'm not, it's not that I don't believe in you. It's just like, what do you mean you have to join the CIA? But actually, I don't believe in you because you're not, that's not I'm real. Like, this, is you can't just- this is crazy. And so um, <laughs> we ended up breaking up. Cool. And then. Did he join the CIA? I guess you can't know. No, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. He has not said that he's in the CIA, but maybe that means he is, you know? That's what I mean. Like, that's smart to be like, hey, I'm joining the CIA. Like, I can't. Yeah. And then you'll never know if they did it. Mom, I'm, on, I'm was... doing something. Sorry. <laughs> Mom, I'm, do- I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I love that um yeah he was like <laughs> I'm gonna join the CIA so we can't be together and I was like okay fine we can't be together you're gonna join the CIA I'm gonna start using that <laughs> to break up with people I'm yeah. sorry I have to <laughs> if I'm ever able to break up with someone I've never had the opportunity but I'm gonna tell them I joined the CIA <laughs> I'm just like what a way to break up with me and then so I was like really sad obviously because like he was like he was like the only person I spent I spent every day with him for the last like five years you know and so I was like devastated and so I got on tinder like immediately like I got on tinder like two days after and it was like my first time like dating as an adult and I just like literally started going out with like anyone like I went on so many dates just like in that first week after like I think I was like going on a date a night for like three weeks Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I met the boyfriend I was just talking about. I met him 10 days after me and my boyfriend had broken up. Wow. And so I was also just in a place where I was, like, really vulnerable. And I was just, like, kind of, like, very susceptible to... I just didn't want to, like, actually mourn my breakup. And it was easier to just, like, get involved in something else. That makes sense. I mean, I go on one bad date, like, the one I went on this week. And I will not be going on a date. So three weeks in a row, different dates. I'm like, that is... Not now... In the past couple years, it's like if I've gone on a bad date, I won't go on a date for a while. Like, it'll scar me. But I think it was just, like, um, like almost like an adrenaline thing. I had also, like, never dated as an adult. So it was, like, really kind of, like, cool and exciting to, like, be able to, like, any day of the week just, like, find some guy. I'd be like, do you want to get a drink here? And I'd be like, oh, yeah. And I was, like, young. And I would just, like, go to a bar. And I just, like, thought it was cool, you know? Yeah, I guess that is exciting. And then you're like, fuck it. This one was bad. I got another one tomorrow. Like, who cares? Exactly. Exactly. But then I, like, 
I really like fell in love with like that guy I was talking about, the guy that I dated for a year. On our first date after I was like, oh my God, I like love him. I'm in love with him. What made you like, he was funny or what? When I look back on it, I'm like, did he make me laugh? Did I think he was funny? Not really. <laughs> I just thought he was hot. I really think like if I were to actually just break it down, I'm like, I really just think I thought he was hot and everything else I just like rationalized. Yeah. Is that, what's like the one quality you look for in a dude? Uh, what's yours? Well, it is sense of humor. You have to be funny. But now it's like changing. I think cr funny guys are fucking insane. So I think it's now it's just a guy who's really comfortable with himself. You know, yeah, even I if he's weird, it's is. just confidence. Security. Security, yeah. And more and more too, I'm like in relationships that I like admire or like, like there are so few people's relationships that I'm jealous of. Like over my life, I can count like two other people's relationships that I've seen and been like, oh, I want that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like most people's relationships, I'm like, ugh, I would literally kill myself if I was in your relationship. Yeah. I had a friend's and boyfriend try to convince me to get her a boob job. That's so bad. I know. Like, that's I so know. unbelievably brutal. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, are you fucking serious right now? And he wanted me to bring it up naturally, which I thought was the most ironic statement. I'm like, I have to bring up her boob job naturally? Like, you're such a piece of shit, what the dude. the fuck? Do they break up? <laughs> No, they're getting married, so I can't say too much about it, but... Oh, my God. Yeah, and I do think they're good for each other, but it was just, like, they sometimes live a different like, life. Yeah, like, sometimes it, like, works for whoever's in the relationship, but I'm, like, there's so many people... But, like, every relationship that I do like, I, I like it when, like, the guy's really, like, in awe of the girl. Like, he, like, is very, like, impressed by her, and he's, like, comfortable with the fact that she's, like, really smart and cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so many guys who don't actually like it that their girlfriends are smart and cool. No, 100%. I feel, I do feel like guys hate when, um, or maybe that's just my, I'm like, guys hate me because I'm so funny uh, on Twitter. No, but guys, I feel like guys don't like when women are very outspoken, you know, or um, very online. Like I, a guy told me that, Hannah, I think you have a problem dating because you're very online. And I'm like, well, that's kind of bullshit. Because it's yeah. like, if they're not confident with themselves enough to know that one, it's a joke. And two, they think it affects them or makes them look a certain way, then they're just so insecure. Yeah. And it's like, that's not your problem. I don't know. It, I think like more and more that is what became important to me was like, does this person like that I'm smart or do they like accept that I, you know, does that make sense? It's like, like there are guys who are like, okay, whatever. Like, I guess you're smart and funny, but like, that's not what they like about me. They want to explain to you in the book. They don't want you to be reading it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's like this guy you're talking about, the fact that he blocked you, like it clearly bothers him so much you're doing well. It's got to be a little bit, you're like, all right, later, dude. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. Like if that's, if that really upsets you so much, that's not my problem. It's like my high school love who I've like just watched looked at his wedding album with my friend. We like threw it up oh on God. the screen and we were like going <laughs> through it. But I unfollowed him on Instagram because he was posting like all these photos about his engagement and all these things. And like, I'm not bitter. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not bitter. I'm fully bitter. Like, I'm but, not like, bitter. <laughs> I'm like fuming out the ears. No, it's not that. It's just like, I don't care to see that every day because it, it, yeah. I don't care. But it's also like, why do I need to see this? Like, it makes me sad about my own life in a way that I'm like so single and he's, you know, getting married and just it reminds me of that. And I just don't need that reminder. So I don't even think he knows I unfollowed him because my friend was like, you know, he still follows you, right? And I'm like, I guess he, he doesn't give a fuck enough. Yeah, like, he clearly doesn't him. care to love. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, and that's fine. And I don't have any ill will. I just don't want to see that. 
Yeah. Even though I went through his wedding album, that was like a fun thing we did on mushrooms. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just a negative thing that I don't need in my life. Yeah, more and more, I'm like, oh, I can if I if I don't like something or something's like actively bothering me, I can just not engage with it. I'm learning that. Yeah, or, and I'm also learning that if someone unfollows me, I actually I delete the app that shows who unfollows you because I, I never be- I could never have that app. It would make me so stressed out. It would make me so upset. Oh, I was, like, pissed one day at work, and I was with Sydney Washington, and she was like, Hannah, you have to delete that app. She was like, I was actively, like, angry at people, and I was like, yeah, I was fuming, but- every person that I've noticed who's unfollowed me, it's, like, made me so upset, and I'm like, this, I can't give it, like, this weight. I I can't control what other people are doing. I don't know why they did it, and it's, it doesn't matter. Exactly. If someone doesn't want to see it, they don't want to see it, and that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, it's this visceral response of, like, yeah. Well, it feels like they're saying like they don't like you. That's like the modern day saying I don't like you. Yeah, I have no interest in your life. Yeah, or that I actively find you bothersome. I'm like most people don't unfollow people who they like just have no interest in. It's like you do you know what I mean? Like it's like usually you just scroll past it, like or you mute them. I don't know. I'm like the only people that I unfollow. I'm like it's because they probably like did something that actively upset me a little. For me, I'm like, I don't, I've never, I don't even remember anyone who I've ever unfollowed. I don't think I've ever unfollowed anyone. Yeah, I don't really unfollow people either because I'm afraid they have the app. Yeah. And I don't want them to be mad at me. I'm like, I don't want yeah. them to be mad. But like, that's what I mean is like, when you unfollow someone, you're literally saying, I don't like you enough where I don't care if you're mad. I don't care if I hurt your feelings. Yeah. And I'm like, that's mean. And I'm like, I don't feel that way about most people. So it's like, you literally unfollowed me knowing that I would eventually see it and be like, oh no. Yeah, that's how I felt. It felt like targeted. Someone in my office unfollowed me and I was like so angry. And then she refollowed me and so I was like, it was probably an accident. But I was yeah. so mad. That's when I deleted the app because I was like, I work with this person and I was like, how dare she? Yeah, like uh, the other day, I noticed that like one of my best friends from elementary school had unfollowed me on Twitter and it really like shook me because I was like we were just texting I was like we we like we had like a really long text message conversation like a couple weeks ago and I was like what did I do what did I say what did I tweet and I was like texting my other friend about it I was like do you know why Claire would have unfollowed me do you know why Claire would have followed me and my friend was like I know it sounds unlikely she's like but I feel like it was an accident because Claire just like wouldn't do that this girl definitely did unfollow me on accident but for a little while I was so mad and upset and I was like um inventing this whole like monologue and story for why she had followed me in my head I'm so conflict averse I hate like getting into like a confrontation me too do you have a therapist I'm not currently I ghosted my last therapist <laughs> um uh so clearly she was doing a, a good job <laughs> I had I always had secret suspicions that she was a Trump supporter and then one day I like alluded to the fact that I thought she was a Trump supporter because I was like talking about I was like using the word Trump supporter to describe like something bad I can't remember and then I go like not that that's a bad thing because I like was like worried she was a Trump supporter and she was like Dana do you think I'm a Trump supporter and I was like I mean I don't know and she was like I'm not a Trump supporter and it was just like this really weird thing where I'm like why am I seeing a therapist that I think is a Trump supporter <laughs> And then she also Yo. said something, like, really weird about homeless people one time. And I was like, I don't know if I can keep seeing you. Yeah, why did you think she was a Trump supporter? She, like, clearly, like, her husband, I think, was, like, really rich. And she was just, like, very L.A. old money. Do you know what I mean? Like, she didn't, she just seemed, like, conservative. Yeah. <laughs> she, seemed, she seemed like a rich person. She's yeah, too she rich. Like, rich. You're person. like, I don't want to give yeah. you more money. 
Yeah, I get that. It seemed like she just did therapy because it was like something to do. I once ghosted the therapist because we were Skyping and she had a live, laugh, love poster above her bed. And I was like, yeah, I just don't think I can take your advice. That's so funny. I think um, my friend's therapist has a live, laugh, love tattoo. <laughs> I mean, I have relax written on my wrist. So like, that's bad too. I've been trying to change it to Rolex, but I don't know how they're going to do that's that. That's so funny. You really should. That's really good. Because people are like, what does that say? And I'm like, uh, don't worry about it. What does your tattoo say? <laughs> yeah. It says, thank you, next. I love that. Yeah, I got it uh, like a couple weeks after the Ariana Grande song. <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if you got it before? I know. I was thinking <laughs> that. And I could be like, this is my idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, you should tell me what's yeah. before. Huh. Well, because um, me and my ex broke up on the same day as Ariana and Pete. Oh. Like, the same day. And so, like, <laughs> I was just, like, really feeling it. Like, it really, like, hit at the right time. Was he really tall? No, not like Pete. He was, like, 5'11". Oh. Every guy I've dated ever has been 5'11", I think. How tall are you? 4'11 and a half. Like, a little under 5'8". So feet. cute. <gasps> I, I was How tall are you? 5'6", <laughs> on a good day. Well, I was looking, when I went to your website, I was like, I want to ask you how, what size shoe you wear, but I don't know if that's a weird question, but your <laughs> feet are, like, so cute. Thank I you. I guy on Twitter. I'm like, your feet are amazing. Your feet are so cute. I don't even have a wiki feet entry, but thank you. Um, you I wear six. Thank you. What about you? I'm seven and a half. So that's not that far off. No. I mean, like, I think it's like, um, feet can only be so varied in size, right? Yeah, but I feel like I have friends who are, like, very small, and then they, like, randomly have a size 10 foot, and I'm like, oh, you can buy my shoes, they're like, I'm size 10, and I'm like, what the fuck? And they're like, don't be mean. I've read he's 5'2", and she has a size 10 foot, and it's always, like, really funny. (laughs) Does she trip a lot? No, probably, because she's like, I feel like you have to be extra, extra steady. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I just imagine, like, those big shoes. Flippers. I don't know, like, flippers, yeah. I think this is an episode of Proud Family. There's um, an episode of Proud Family where the the rich popular girl character, I can't remember her name, she uh, has like almost like webbed feet. She has like these giant webbed feet and she's really insecure about them, but then she wins the swimming meet. (laughs) (laughs) I watched Proud Family, but I don't remember that episode actually. Okay, well, um, do you have a crazy bitch of the week? Okay, crazy bitch of the week is like, to me, everyone who has been, uh, fuck, why am I having like a memory lapse? (laughs) <laughs> Clodipib. Oh my god. Wait, who's the guy who died last night? The Black Panther? Chadwick Boseman. Okay, yeah. sorry. I had like a momentary like thing where I'm like, I don't know anything. So Chadwick Boseman tweeted like this thing with Kamala right before he died, I guess. That was like, yay, like, so excited, go vote or whatever. And so like, my bitch of the week is everyone who's been quote retweeting that being like, Chadwick's dying wish was for you to go vote. Like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's like so weird and fucked up to me. I'm like, that's so bizarre. This is like guilt people into voting because a guy who died happened to like post something about voting uh, like a little bit before he died. It's just so weird. I don't know. I mean, like, it is for a cause that I support, but it's a weird way of doing it. Yeah, I'm just like, I feel like that's, it it also feels so, it's like he died last night. And you're just like, quote retweeting this going, his dying wish for you to vote. And it's like, well, that wasn't his dying wish. Did I raise 
Yeah, you froze for a second. But you're saying his dying wish is for you to vote. And that's weird because didn't, was that his dying wish? Or is it just no, like a- it was just, it happened to be the last thing he tweeted before he died. And now people are like trying to use it to be like, Chadwick Boseman wanted you to vote. That's so- And it's like, people who like don't know him. Do you know what I mean? But I'm like, it just seems so like opportunistic in a way that like ma- makes me like really sad. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to use a man who's dead and then be like, this was his dying wish. It's like, you don't even know him. And he like didn't, have it he wasn't openly fighting this cancer he seemed like a really like a gentleman in that way like even yeah uh, you know he was a gentleman because he went by chadwick and not chad you know (gasps) someone tweeted uh josh gad yeah josh gad he tweeted like a text that uh chadwick boseman texted him and it was like go outside take it in today like take in the trees and it was like a very beautiful text Usually nice things make me cringe, but it did give me goosebumps. I wish I could be more like that. Of like, yeah. I'm gonna go outside today and really like take in the air, but I live yeah. in gross, but <laughs> I need to be more like that. I love it when people seem to really enjoy their day to day, like wanting to be happy in a moment. Yeah, I was talking to my therapist yesterday back to the like when you were saying they thought you were bipolar, but you weren't. Mm-hmm. My therapist is like bipolar is so overdiagnosed because when you live in the past, you're depressed. When you live in the future, you're anxious. So people are constantly living in the past and the future. So they're going from like anxious to depressed and they think it's bipolar, but it's actually just they're refusing to live in the moment. And I've noticed that if I'm like thinking about the past or like even missing something or like feeling like I fucked up on something, I'm so depressed. But and if I'm like thinking about all the shit I have to do, I'm so anxious. And I like have had moments where I'm like, am I fucking bipolar? And I'm like, oh no, I just need to learn to like focus on what's happening right now. Yeah, being present is like, it's so hard, but it's like, it is so important. I don't know, like my, um, my dad died in a freak accident. And I feel like since that happened, I've like been so present. I realized like, oh, well, you can't plan for anything really. Because it's like, he didn't know, he got killed on his bike by a car. Like he was just like out, oh like God, cycling. So sorry. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. It's just this weird thing where I'm like, okay, he didn't wake up that morning and like get on his bike and like think that he was gonna die. Does that make sense? Where it's like, yeah, it's like, like he obviously planned for a future, like he stayed for retirement. Like, it's like, it's this really weird thing where I'm like, okay, it's so crazy that you like had all of these things and plans, and one day you just woke up and died. That's terrible. I'm sorry. I had, I saw an astrologist who was like, you need to get mammograms regularly. You have a lot of psychosomatic issues, so you're gonna make yourself very nervous. And I immediately go, am I getting cancer? When? And he goes, I never said cancer. I just said you are worried too much and you can talk yeah. yourself into things. And I'm like, I do wake up and I'm like, am I dying today? And I'm like, that's such a negative way to live. Yeah. Also, because it's like, there's nothing you can do about it, really. Like, I think that's what it, it also made me realize. It's like, you can't control most things. And so like, you may as well try to enjoy your day to day. Like, you can't really plan for the future that much. As much as you want, yeah, as much as you can. Obviously, it's like, you can't, like, live every day like it's your last, but it's, like, what it made me realize is, like, regardless of what my future goals are, my future goals have to be in line with day-to-day actions that are going to make me happy. So it's, like, if my future goals are going to make it so I can't be happy day-to-day, then it's not worth it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's why I don't diet or have a savings account. (laughs) I'm like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Um, The last thing is, do you have a secret that you don't want your mom to know? 
like currently I don't think there's like any like stakes like if my mom found out anything I don't know if I would like care but I think like in high school I had like so many secrets from her that I like kept past high school even when it didn't matter because I was worried that she would be paranoid about my brother and my sister so it's like when I was in high school I like literally like snuck out every night where like my sister go well like my sister just asked me about she was like where'd you even go I don't know like me and my friends would just like go to um I grew up near Stanford University and uh there's this like lake this empty lake called Lake Log at Stanford and we would just go there every night and just like smoke weed until like 3 a.m oh that's cool <laughs> you're like a cool kid I never stuck out because I had nowhere to go I just like didn't have things to do if I stuck out I'd be like fuck I need to get home like I need shelter (laughs) yeah it was just I don't know yeah were you like a bad kid I wasn't a bad kid but I think like I was my parents first kid and they just like didn't know what was normal and so I think they like kind of like vilified a lot of my behaviors that actually were very normal with my siblings were so so chill because they kind of like realized like oh nothing she did was that bad clearly because she's fine and like still alive so was the first kid like my cousin wasn't allowed to watch Rugrats because it was like bad influence and then by the third kid that my third cousin was eating M&Ms for breakfast because they were like fuck it we don't care that's so funny yeah my sister has no rules like my sister just like dropped my she was like I want to drop out of high school my mom was like fine are there two of you I have a brother he a middle he's a middle child so that's why he's not mentioned he goes to UC Santa Cruz oh he's in college yeah he's in college um he's 21 does he want to do why doesn't he join your little uh your what's your sister Our little squad, the little yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no he like uh he's a weeaboo he's like really into japan like he's like really into anime and like he does computer science stuff and then he's like he's majoring in like computer science and japanese he's like not like us <laughs> that's cool though that's that's the hobby that i need well i don't think i can get an anime and i don't think i'm smart enough to learn japanese but it's nice that your brother has hobbies i guess it is. He has a lot of hobbies. A lot of weird hobbies. Maybe I should date your brother. He's too young for me. I'm 28. He has a, he has a live-in girlfriend. Oh, like, I'm not allowed to talk about that in public. Sorry, my mom got mad at me. <laughs> okay, I'm like, to that. me, I'm like, everything is open. Like, if I was having relationship problems, like, he is like, I would just be talking about them. But I guess it's, like, not mine to talk about. Yeah, I get that way, too. My dad's like, can you not talk about, like, that I buy you weed? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, how are people going to know how I got weed? <laughs> <laughs> you're my middleman. it's just a like, vital piece of information i'm like i can't imagine a reality in which i'm like not sharing everything but i feel like i'm like if someone doesn't like the herpes thing my mom was like don't tell anyone and i was like eh, it's like uh, i have it so i'm gonna that's like that guy it was like don't talk about it in your stand-up that's gross i was like dude you fucking have it too what are you talking about also it's like it's like uh, something that clearly needs to be destigmatized because i'm like people are so afraid of it in a way that's like really irrational I, I was, I was, and then I got it, and I learned about, like, how you manage it, and, like, how it's not, how you cannot spread it, and I was like, oh, I just thought you literally walked into Hooters and got it, like, I had no idea how you got it. Yeah, and I'm like, but I'm like, I feel like if it had a different name, I feel like it just needs a rebrand, like, I really think that. <laughs> Should I make a commercial? <laughs> I literally think you should, I, I talked about this with one of my friends, because we were talking about how, like, it's like, people act like herpes is a death sentence, and it's just, like, obviously not, do you know what I mean? It's, like, so obviously isn't, so it's, like, we clear, it, clearly needs new marketing (laughs) exactly thank you that's i think we can leave on that (laughs) this was great thank you for having me hannah i hope i hope um the the audio isn't too like messed up no it'll be fine uh do you want to plug your handle oh yeah um follow me on twitter at dana d only and then follow me on instagram at hottest dana you're so lucky you have that handle Thank you. I made it in like 2014. Smart.
But um, yeah. all right. Well, thanks. It was cool talking to you. Yeah, you too. I'm really, really glad we got to talk. Bye. Have <laughs> fun. Bye, Hannah.